Welcome back to TGC Q&A, a podcast from the Gospel Coalition, where each week you'll hear conversations between members of our council and friends who provide their unique perspective on your most pressing spiritual questions. On today's episode, Tim Challies and Tony Morita discuss the question, should I forgive those who are unrepentant? Let's listen in. When we talk about forgiveness, I think we use the same word in a couple of different ways. And so when we speak about forgiveness, we may be talking about something that's just refusing to dispense consequences to people, refusing to feel bitterness toward people, hmm. perhaps, who have done something that has offended us, some, some way they've sinned against us. So that's one way of speaking about forgiveness. Another way, which would be a fuller meaning, and certainly the one that's um, modeled in the gospel, would be a, a full reconciliation of people who have been torn apart by some issue. And so in that way, there must be Uh, One person must confess sin, another person must forgive them, and together that brings about reconciliation. So I think when we're talking forgiveness, we need to distinguish which one of those two things Mm. we're talking about. Mm. You know, I've been helped through the years by uh, Ken Sandy's book, uh, The Peacemaker, and Poyer, who wrote The Peacemaking Pastor. And I think they they talk about um, dispositional forgiveness and transactional forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And those have been some helpful categories for me to think about, you know, dispositional forgiveness is uh, the heart of forgiveness, the attitude um, um, that we have toward uh, an individual who who has offended us. Um, And I think, yes, we, we we should forgive that individual. Um, regardless of of their response when they're confronted, but in our own hearts first, we, um, you know, Mark eleven, uh, when you stand to pray, uh, forgive if you have uh, an issue with someone, so that um, uh, you may be forgiven. Uh, that's echoed, of course, in the Lord's prayer, like um, forgive us, uh, just as we have forgiven our debtors. There's an assumption we're a forgiving people, right? And then you add to that the the layers of loving even our enemies, um, and First uh, Corinthians thirteen of not holding, uh, not keeping a record of wrongs. So there's clearly uh, the call for all of us to model the forgiveness that we have enjoyed, that we receive from our God, um, who is merciful to forgive. I think the transactional component of getting reconciliation is what we all want. I think that's obviously the most difficult uh, thing. And, you know, uh, we have the kind of the steps laid out for us in the New Testament. Um, Luke 17, if, if someone has uh, offended you, uh, rebuke them, or if, if they didn't fall, rebuke them. If they repent, forgive them. And then Jesus says, if they do it seven times in a day, mm-hmm. uh, keep forgiving them if they repent. Uh, and so I think... Um, the goal, as you indicated, is is trying to have that that full sense of forgiveness. Um, and I've always been struck by um, a couple of passages in the Old Testament about God's readiness to forgive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in Nehemiah nine, uh, Nehemiah makes that long prayer, and he says, "You are a God ready to forgive." And I think that's that's the heart that we want mm-hmm. is to be a people who. Um, have had our sins forgiven, that we also are forgiving people. We stand ready to forgive. Now, when we talk about God's forgiveness, we have to understand that that is a, a full reconciliation. God does not forgive those who do not confess their sin. Now, we understand God gives us the ability, the capacity, the desire to seek his forgiveness. 
but there always is a transactional kind of forgiveness in that sense that uh, there is full reconciliation between those warring parties. And I think one of the, the struggles with asking and answering a question like this is we get to talk about it in the abstract as we're doing now, but most people when they ask this question, there's something in their mind, something in their heart, something in their background that they're dealing with. And so most often it would be something like, well, my father did this to me. He was abusive or something. Do I need to forgive him? He doesn't own that sin. He doesn't acknowledge that sin. Do I need to forgive him? And I think that's where there's a real complexity that we have to acknowledge, and that's best handled, not in the abstract like this, but speaking to a pastor who can work through that situation with you and and help you understand what it would be like to to remove the bitterness, to um, to understand that if you maintain that bitterness, that, that might feel good, but it doesn't do anything to harm him. That only harm harm you, and uh, to maintain that desire to have full reconciliation at the same time to acknowledge that we may not have that on the mm-hmm. side of glory. Yeah. Yeah, just answering the question in eight minutes to an individual who has been so deeply wounded by someone is, you know, we're not, we don't believe that's, <laughs> that we've done uh, all of the work that needs to be done. You're right. There's going to be, um, in those occasions, uh, uh, several sessions uh, many days of that individual seeking the Lord's grace, um, uh, forgiving on a on a regular basis, right? Um, so yeah, it's easy to talk about these relational issues outside of relationship examples, uh, but when you when you put the example in front of it, that's when you really have to um, do soul care for a long period of time, right? Um, and of course, acknowledging that forgiveness um, in either of the sort of forms we've been talking about doesn't negate consequences or possible consequences, I think, is important as well. So you can say, I forgive you, and I hope you spend the rest of your life in prison. And those two things are not mutually exclusive. In fact, that would be the fullest form of forgiveness is both um, acknowledging the consequences or it would be forgiving someone, bridging some sort of reconciliation, at the same time allowing that person to suffer the just consequences of their actions. And so there's a lot bound up in forgiveness. And as Christians, we know we weren't just let off scot-free. Christ suffered the, the full uh, measure of, for our sin. He suffered for them. And so we've not been let off scot-free. There, there was justice for yeah. our sins as well. Yeah, and I think eschatologically, we're, we, we believe that there will be a final judgment mm-hmm. and that uh, God will have the last word on cases of injustice. And so we, we can rest in that, and that also empowers our forgiveness of, of offenders. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode of TGC Q&A. To submit a question that you would like to hear answered on this podcast, send us an email at ask at tgc.org. And remember to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of TGC Q&A.